everyone. I'm Allison Frederick, Senior Social Media Manager at McGraw-Hill Higher Education, and I want to welcome you to our Your Hired podcast series. In 2018, we conducted a future workforce survey of 1,000 students, and only 41% felt prepared for their careers. Many said that more internships, career preparation, career prep tools, and more access to college career centers would have helped them feel more prepared. So, to help bridge this gap, we're proud to sponsor and share our student-centric on-demand podcast series called You're Hired, drawing on experts from around the academic and business community. The series offers practical, real-world preparation and advice on how to succeed in college in ways in which students can get a jump start on their careers. So today, we're talking about using LinkedIn in your job search, and I'm delighted to welcome Dr. Pete Cardin, author and professor from the University of Southern California. Hi, Dr. Cardin. Hi. Thanks a lot. Good to talk to you, Allison, and, and it's really a pleasure to talk to all of you out there. Awesome. I'm, I'm so excited. I, a, I love this topic. I mean, being a social media manager myself, I just I sort of feel like I live and breathe this <laughs> all the time. But before we dive in, do you mind just sharing a little bit of background on yourself for our audience? Yeah, sure. So I've been a professor for about the last 20 years. Um, I'm at the University of Southern California now. I'm, I'm in the business school. I, in the past, I was at the University of South Carolina and also Utah State University. I've always taught communication. It's near and dear to my heart for a lot of reasons. Number one, it's really fascinating. But number two, and I think more importantly, it's such an accelerator for our careers. So even before I got into um, higher education, I went through, like many of you, I was a business student. Uh, I also did a political science degree. But I worked for almost 10 years before I got into higher education. And one thing that was consistent across all of my jobs, you know, I was in marketing, management, I worked internationally for three years in China. But one of the things that was consistent all the way across that was that communication was so critical. Uh, and so that's why I got into that area. And then, of course, one of the things I've realized is that technology, particularly in the last 10 to 15 years, has opened up so many opportunities. And particularly for people looking for ways to network and move into new roles, uh, technology and communication, that intersection is really fascinating. So that's really the area where I do most of my research and where I also focus on helping our students open up new professional opportunities for themselves. I think that's fantastic. And you and you hit on a good point about you were working in the business community and then now you're sort of giving back. And I, I teach part-time, so I'm also an adjunct professor. So as I work in social media and marketing, digital marketing here at McGraw-Hill and in and, and various parts of my uh, career, um, I also teach advertising and marketing at a local university, um, which I absolutely love to do. And I just, I just love to see how students are using it now and how much has changed, especially over the last 10 years. So. Um, I am excited about today's topic, uh, but first, so my first question for you, um, so why LinkedIn? I mean, with all the channels that are available to us, um, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, they're all, all different. Why is LinkedIn so important? Well, LinkedIn certainly is what you would consider the professional social networking website. It's where the employers are. It's where your colleagues are. It's really a fantastic place to network and learn professionally. So that's really distinct from the other networks. You, you can find some of that content on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, some of the other networks, but they're not exclusively, exclusively set apart for that reason. So LinkedIn certainly is. 
I would say, you know, before I say a few things about LinkedIn itself, I generally recommend that all of our students view themselves as networkers. And networking opens up so many professional opportunities across the, your entire career, the beginning, the middle, the end. And one of the things that I think people, oftentimes they hear networking and they kind of have a negative view of it. And I generally think people should view it as something that's non-manipulative, it's natural, it's a very important way to open up opportunities. And it comes in many forms, and one is in person and one is online. And people should be using both completely together for their networking goals. They should view networking as a way to kind of give professionally and, and open up new relationships. They should have a long-term view of it. You never know how the people you network now will turn into new opportunities in a year, two years, five years. Uh, so LinkedIn is a great way to supplement your networking. I think that's a really good point. And it's, it's interesting because you, you mentioned in-person and online. So I think about when I was in college, there, there really wasn't LinkedIn. LinkedIn was probably at its at its birth, right? And nobody really knew how to use it, as so as so with the other channels as well, as well, right? But you mentioned in person, and I think a lot of people just get really intimidated by the thought of having to go to a networking event in person. You know, just it's just nerve wracking. Yeah. People, I just don't, you know, I'm not used to just going up to somebody. I'm an introvert. You know, how do I become an extrovert? But the way that some of these channels open that up is through this 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 social networking format. So I think that that's really opened up a gateway and many options for, for students and others as well. Um, so if I'm a student, let's say I'm a student at the Houston Community College, how do I build a network on LinkedIn? Well, I think there's a lot of ways. Um, I think first and foremost, you ought to be looking at the people who are closest to you. So that starts with a lot of your fellow students. And those are going to be become an important part of your networking, um, your networking groups over the course of your career. So I would start just with your your peers in your classes, and that's going to be a nice start to your network. I would connect with your professors. Your professors are often going to be connected to very you know very several years of classmates, and you're all of a sudden by connecting to your professors are going to kind of connect into their network, which is the alumni for your school. It's so powerful to be connected to the alumni in your school. Nearly every university has hundreds, if not thousands of people who kind of want to support you and help you and give back, whether they're five years into their career or 20 years into their career. They're really eager to help people who went through the same school. So to me, that's the, the foundation for your network, are your current students and your alumni, your professors kind of open up, open you up to those alumni. And then outside of that, nearly every school has all kinds of opportunities where they bring in employers, they have networking events, they might even just have an event where they have a speaker come in. All of these events, I think you ought to be there. You ought to walk up to people if you listen to a speaker, thank them for their presentation, have a business card there. On that business card, you ought to have your LinkedIn profile. It opens up a very natural segue a few days later to send a little note to that person you attended 
that person you watched in an event to say, hey, so-and-so, I really loved listening to your speech. Can we connect on LinkedIn? So to me, a lot of this is about initiative and really opening yourself up to other people. And usually it starts with those in-person meetings and then very naturally extends into the LinkedIn world. Mm -hmm, exactly. And you, and you talk a lot about quality here, right? And oh, it's that, yeah, it's that quality over quantity. And I, I see so often just people go out and I get random requests from people. I've, I'm sure they're salespeople, <laughs> but yeah. just, I don't know who they are. I've never had an interaction with them. Um, but if I see we've got, you know, mutual interests, relationships, or if I've interacted with them on any sort of community forums or any sort of groups, you know, I'm more inclined to accept their friendship and, and continue that, that relationship. And, you know, I would, I would also add that, you know, you have to nurture it, right? Like you have to be, you have to interact, you have to contribute to your network, you have to be active on the channel um, and, and, not, and not just in a creepy way, right? Um, so, as a person who's in college, as a college student, you know, how does one contribute to their network? How do they remain active? So, I think you make such a great point that you ought to view this as contributing to your network. So, that guy kind of goes back to the networking mentality of being a giver. And givers naturally get a lot back, but they usually don't strategize about it exactly that way. Just being known as a contributor to the network opens up so many opportunities naturally. As far as a college student, all kinds of things you can do. Um, so I would aim, I mean, for one, one of the things that people do on LinkedIn is they like to learn about new things. And just by sharing some news articles every, you know, once or twice a month is one of the ways you're going to be visible in your newsfeed. And when I, share, when I say share articles, these, are, these should all be professionally oriented articles. So maybe you're reading the Wall Street Journal, maybe you're reading CNBC, but you're finding interesting articles about your areas of interest uh, that you could share. And again, you don't want to overshare, but you can very naturally be, stay visible by sharing articles once or twice per month. Another type of article that are really important to share, particularly thinking about your college network, are articles that focus on your college or your university. So, for example, I'm at USC. We regularly have um, articles that tell stories about alumni who are at our school. We regularly have stories about the research that the professors put out. If you're kind of tapped into these articles and share them with your network, people are fascinated by these. They love it, especially if it's related to your college. Um, it's always a good opportunity if you're part of a club. By the way, I recommend you're part of a club, whether it's a marketing club, a finance club, social media club. Those clubs are really great opportunities whenever you have an event to upload a picture and say, we, we, this is the event we had. It was great. It's a great place to share that where the, provide an invitation for people to come to your next event. People love pictures, by the way. So, to the degree you're involved in some of these extracurricular, um, co-curricular activities, as you share pictures of those events, people will flock to them, trust me. Um, so generally you want to share things that are positive, community-oriented, and I think that word community is really important. People love to be part of these online communities, and to the degree that you're really um, sharing things that are positive about those communities, um, you get really a positive reputation for sharing. 
Mm-hmm. I agree. And I, you know, I could obviously take a lesson from you. I, I do need to, to ramp up my LinkedIn game a little bit more. You know, you get kind of sucked into the one channel that you just, you know, you use a lot. Um, and I, I have to fully admit that I don't think I even use this to its fullest advantage. Um, you know, LinkedIn learning is a great area, especially professionally for us in the business field. Um, because the content there is just growing and growing. But um, I, I completely agree with you on sharing content. I just love that tip about um, about information about your, your school and the alumni that are in your network. I think that that's great. Um, so I wanted to shift gears a little bit. So, um, you know, I get this question a lot. And, you know, and when people have build resumes and they make the resume and then they want to just copy the resume onto LinkedIn. So is that accurate? can people just take the content from their resume and then put it on LinkedIn and call it a day? Or is it really less is more on LinkedIn? Is that a good thing or a bad thing in your opinion? Well, uh, I would say to the question is less or more um, to a certain degree. Yes. And a certain degree. No. So I, I want to look at this more broadly. I think you should look at the content you put on your profile very strategically, the way you look at a resume. The way you look at a resume is you're really selling your professional story with some key skills and some key attributes. And if you try to be, if you try to sell yourself as too much on a resume, you end out kind of selling nothing, right? You're kind, you're trying to tell a unique story about your skills, your strengths, your traits. And the same thing is what you should be doing in LinkedIn. You, could, you should basically have a professional story in mind that you want to sell or promote. So you can take a lot of the content that's on your resume and put it onto LinkedIn, but just because you have all of this extra information, LinkedIn gives you so many options for the kinds of content you can put in there. Just because you can add it, you shouldn't. The, the key criteria is does it it does it accentuate, promote, or sell my professional story. There are some opportunities where you can add more information and it's very helpful to your professional story. So let's say that you are a marketing student. Well, marketing students very easily, let's say you had a marketing internship and you produce some social media content at that marketing internship. LinkedIn is a great place to basically view as a portfolio and share some of that information that you couldn't do on a resume. So in that case, you, you can actually add some, some information that's very helpful. Um, there's also some opportunities to um, upload pictures. Let's say you're a volunteer um, and volunteering is a really, and you've got some pictures of where you volunteered you know, you could place that on your LinkedIn profile very easily. So back to the question, is less is more? Um, I would say just be strategic. Sell your professional story. Um, I would say your resume should be a gateway to your LinkedIn profile. So you should probably have something that's a little bit unique and distinct on your LinkedIn profile. Um, generally, I think you ought to have that LinkedIn profile at the very top of your resume so that people want to learn more and they actually go there. Um, so if it's an exact copy of your resume, it doesn't do anything um, special for you. It should be an extension of that resume. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's perfect. And that's a really good point because you almost want to see what else. And most hiring managers honestly go to social media first. I mean, yeah. the ones that I've talked to because that's just kind of the way 
you can investigate somebody and, and you know, more and more people on, being on LinkedIn, it's just a little bit more accurate representation versus something that's on a piece of paper. So for, for, what the, for the reasons you just mentioned. Um, so it actually brings me to my next question, it's a good segue. So what should students expect then from LinkedIn as they're searching for internships um, and they're job hunting? What can they expect from LinkedIn? Yeah, um, I'll, I'll, I'll respond to that just momentary, momentarily, Allison. I think you raised something that's really important. You mentioned what hiring managers are looking for. Mm -hmm. And I think people, when they go to their career office, yeah, I mean, most of you at your college will have some kind of career services office. If you don't, there's a lot of people you go to as you're developing your resume. Ideally, you're getting a lot of advice about what hiring managers are looking for. And, and a lot of people very carefully polish their resume. They should really take the same approach to their LinkedIn profile. So if you have a career services office, you ought to be there and kind of get their opinion about um, what's on your LinkedIn profile, how effective do you think hiring managers would think it is. So trying to get through, get, getting the viewpoint of a hiring manager is very, very critical. Now, coming back to your question, I forgot exactly what you asked, Allison. <laughs> no problem. That, yeah, that was a good point, though. I'm glad you, you went back to that. Um, but just what can students expect from the channel as they're, you know, searching for internships, as they're job hunting? What, what can they expect, especially if, if they're new to, the, new to job hunting in general? Yeah, I think you should assume that all of your hiring managers are looking at your LinkedIn profile. And you should both passively and actively promote that profile. So you made a point that hiring managers often will open up your LinkedIn profile right away. That is absolutely the case. Very often, if you've actually applied for a position already, they're going to search for that profile. If it's not in the resume, they're going to actually search for it and they're going to look for it. Because oftentimes LinkedIn has information that's not necessarily in the resume, it's actually in a more user-friendly format in some cases, but hiring managers are certainly going to go there. Um, and then you can also assume that if you meet a hiring manager, let's say you go to some kind of career event on campus and you talk to an employer, oftentimes at those events you only have 30 seconds or a minute, sometimes two minutes if you're lucky, but very often they're gonna go follow up and they're gonna look at that LinkedIn profile and that's going to be part of the basis for whether or not they want to follow up again. So it really is high stakes in a lot of situations. Yeah, and I would, you know, I would add, it's not magic, right? It's it's a convenient tool. Um, you need to do the legwork. You need to be active. You need to put your resume out there. You need to continue to, you know, make sure your profile is up to date. It's consistent. You're as you learn new technology, you add it. Um, you are making your connections, so there's some legwork behind that, right? Like, I think that a lot of times you might think, oh, I've got a LinkedIn page, the jobs will come, the interviews will come. <laughs> well, that's not always the case. Um, and, you know, obviously utilizing the, the page should be professional, right? It's your professional persona, it should be treated as such. You know, I, I would love to share all kinds of photos of my dog, but I really wouldn't do it on LinkedIn, right? So. There are some things there that are being monitored, but always to kind of keep what you said in mind is that hiring managers are going to be looking at it. So, yeah, um, absolutely, Allison. It's got to stay absolutely professional. I like that you said it's not this. Um, I can't remember the exact phrase. You said something about it being magic. I think. 
Um, yeah, it isn't magic. Yep. Yeah, and it's certainly not. It's it's an outstanding tool that's part of your overall approach. Just like a resume is one a tool along the along the path of opening up new professional opportunities and getting into new positions and new roles, it's a piece of that overall approach. And you want to have a lot of as much online and inner inner in person encounters as you can as you're trying to get. Um, move into new roles. There's always, it's always important to view this as a very active approach. So not only are you ensuring that that profile is professional and to the degree people are looking at it, it helps you, but you're also following up on your own with emails and phone calls if you've already looked for a position. So yeah, it's just a piece of the entire approach to getting into a new role. Now you mm -hmm. kind of mentioned um, avoiding certain types of content, and certainly the case. Uh, LinkedIn is a place, earlier I used the word positive. People try to keep things quite positive on LinkedIn. So even as you're talking about um, careers and professional topics, people tend to focus on the positive on LinkedIn. And in particular, you never want to say anything negative about employers, even if it's someone you had five years ago or 10 years ago. You just never want to do that. People kind of read into that in ways that you can't control. Um, so you definitely want to have positive content. As far as the types of content, I mean, we completely stay away from anything that's political on LinkedIn, um, particularly in today's hyper-polarized environment. We just stay away mm -hmm. from those kinds of things. As far as personal things, people don't upload uh, their personal activities. Um, I mean, people don't put pictures of their families on LinkedIn typically. So even if it's positive personal content, people really shy away from that. Mm -hmm. These are some really good tips. And I think you answered my question about some of the do nots, right, <laughs> when yeah, it comes yeah. to LinkedIn. And um, I just, I find that it, you know, it's so true. And we always have to remind ourselves because if we've got multiple channels, you know, we want to share, because you can share the same thing on Instagram as you can on Facebook, but it's just not the same on LinkedIn. It, it just really isn't. And, you know, one more note I wanted to just mention um, about job hunting, but I find so interesting now because I've seen the evolution of this. You know, we've, we've seen it come so far and this channel is just growing massively, is the, the, the level of jobs that are available to search. So you almost go to LinkedIn now if you're looking for, for a new job opportunity. That wasn't always the case. I mean, it was, but I just feel like it's just exploded. And so now companies are going to LinkedIn and always making sure they've got their job postings through LinkedIn so that you could just apply easily right there. So if you follow companies, if you're interested in working at McGraw-Hill, for example, you know, we've got a list of job opportunities there or any other companies for that matter, they always make it an effort to go and make sure that their openings are posted on LinkedIn. Yeah, I think that's a great point, Allison. It's this great place where you can go in and look for postings and actually apply for jobs. So these are great points. I, I really like that you mentioned follow companies because just by following companies, you know, what they, um, what anything they post is going to show up in your newsfeed. And a lot of times you wouldn't see that otherwise unless you were following the company in the first place. And I would also suggest that a lot of this can happen in other ways through your newsfeed as well. So it's not uncommon for someone 
an individual, not even a company, to go on to LinkedIn and say, hey, I'm looking for such and such type of position. Does anyone know anyone out there? And just like being connected to that person or being connected to someone who's connected to that person, oftentimes it will open up an opportunity or an awareness of an opportunity that you wouldn't have seen otherwise. So there's a lot of mechanisms by which people are, are trying to uh, create awareness around positions. And just by virtue of being visible, available on LinkedIn, some of, you'll see some of those pop up. Mm -hmm, exactly. You know, I, I would keep talking with you, Dr. Hardin, for the rest of the day. Honestly, this is probably one of my favorite topics. Uh, it's near and dear to my heart, not just because I, I feel like social media is an extra limb to me, but it's what I do all day, every day. I, I really do have the best job. Um, but I want to just thank you for joining us today, and, you know, we greatly appreciate it. And to our audience, uh, thank you for joining as well. Uh, don't forget to rate today's podcast in the iTunes store. And of course, stay tuned for more episodes in our Your Hired podcast series. Take care.